Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk TV with Barbara Barnett, and hopefully um, you enjoyed this week's episode of Once Upon a Time. There's a lot to cover tonight, starting with tonight's Once Upon a Time episode, The Crocodile. Later, we'll be joined by another blogger um, and owner of Once Upon a Fangirl, fan site, Our Heart Radio. I believe that's what she's called. That's how I know her. And um, also, she does a blog talk radio show as well during the week. A reminder that the show is sponsored by Chasing Zebras, the unofficial guide to House MD. It is available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and any other bookstore in paperback or in ebook format. So feel free to chat away in the chat room or phone me at 718-305-6982. And to talk live on the air if you'd like, let us know what you thought about tonight's episode once I've opened the lines. Um, Once we've talked about Once Upon a Time, I'm going to cross over into something related And after watching Robert Carlyle's wonderful, brilliant um, performance tonight as Mr. Gold and Rumpelstiltskin, I I lost count of the range of emotions and and beats, emotional beats that uh, he played tonight. But I want to talk about his film and TV career for those of you who may be new to, um, to his work, may have just found him by watching Once Upon a Time and want to know a little bit more about other things that he's done that you might be interested in checking out if you haven't already. So, um, and also I want to talk a little bit about his movie that is coming out, his new movie that's coming out at the end of November. And there'll be much more about that later. I wanted to play before we really get started tonight is I had the opportunity to interview Jesse Schramm earlier this week. And Jesse, as you may know, plays Cinderella on Once Upon a Time. She's currently starring in another ABC series called The Last Resort and also stars in Falling Skies, which has just started filming its third season. So I want to play for you um, a recording, a a little snippet exclusively on this show because um, the interview is going to be a print interview. So let me play this for you now. Hope you enjoy it. I'm going to be doing like a Once Upon a Time special thing Sunday night. So um, I might play some of this, if you don't mind, um, uh, play it on the show. Um, oh, yeah, if you could use anything. Okay. You, you are more than welcome to. Great. So um, Cinderella has not been seen this season. Is she going to be seen this season? Uh, is she going to be seen this season at all? As of right now, that is completely up to the storyline and the writers and also the schedule because I'm because I'm working on Last Resort, which is another ABC show. There's hope that if the storyline comes along, that since it's a sister show, I just get to skip on over. But as of right now, I've been watching season two because I'm such a fan of the show, and it really um it really is taking a different direction, and I think that they're establishing some really some really strong points and. Like last year, they're bringing in a slew of new characters. So I, I know that we'll see Cinderella again. I just can't tell you when. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> um, a lot of my my uh, Once Upon a Time kind of took over my regular column when House went away. So I was oh. like, so now I'm following several shows, but I started doing Once Upon a Time like every week uh, last year, and it's, I just interviewed Lana Perea a couple weeks ago. Um, the oh, evil, nice. the evil she, queen. She's fantastic. She is, she is, and I also get the opportunity. Jane Espenson and I have become fairly friendly, I guess. Um, and I've interviewed her a number of times. Oh, nice. Yes, I, you know, I follow her on Twitter, but she's she's the writers that I have not, I have not had the pleasure of meeting yet. But I, I, I enjoy her personality. She's great. She's great. She's great fun. Um, so you're a fan of the show, so I have to ask you as a fan of the show, um, do you have any favorite uh, pairings, ships, characters, storylines? Well, I'm a little biased, obviously, and I love Cinderella. Of course. Um, <laughs> well, that goes I mean, without each, saying. <laughs> each 
episode is, is so completely different, and they're bringing in such twists and characters, and I love the Mad Hatter. I think that he's just, his storyline with his daughter is so beautiful, and he's just such a good actor as well. So I'm really loving the Mad Hatter aspect of things and Red Riding Hood, and yeah. it's all, I, I just love the show, so I can't really say that okay. one is better than the other, but I'm a little biased. I love the slippers. Well, of course, of course it's- so that was a little bit, a snippet of my interview earlier this week with Jesse Schramm. So um, I see our heart is in the chat room, so call on in. Um, I'd love to talk with you. Um, so talking about tonight's episode, wow, um, hopefully you liked it as much as I did. It was breathless. I always wait for those episodes that are going to leave me completely breathless um, when they go to commercial break, saying, okay, okay, finish already, finish already. Um, so it's really um, it's it's really great when there's an episode like that. I notice our heart is having problems with her sound. Oh, no. Um, so this episode is gives us a lot of backstory about Rumpelstiltskin, um, his wife. Uh, Mila, and how he really lost her. How sad, how just just so sad a story um, to see that she left him um, to go with Captain Hook. Of course, Rumpel, by the time he became the Dark One, um, really killed her cruelly. Um, I didn't think he was going to do that, but he did that. So we really do know what a terribly cruel side what a terrible curse he lives under. Um, so we, we see yet another side to him. Um, so we also learn why he needs the power. He finally told Belle why he needs that power. Um, and I believed, and, and it's funny because I wrote the notes for, um, I'm writing the notes for tonight's show, and I said to myself in my notes, why does he need the power? We know, right, because he wants to find Balefire. But why not tell Belle? If he's honest, she'll believe and support him. And she did. Um, I love that he came clean with her. I love that he hated, um, he really hated feeling um, that he was losing her. Um, and we know what's, what's driving him at, in the early days, humiliation, the powerlessness that he's had. Um, and it really says something that he goes to Prince Charming, you know, isn't it? It's it's really, um, you know, he's going to Prince Charming. He's really begging him to help. Um, thank you, our heart. I saw your um, your note. So you're not liking the rumple killing the wife aspect. I'm really uncomfortable with that. But you know what? He really is a villain in a way. Um, you know, there's he's he's an antihero. Um, I don't think we're supposed to like him as much as we do. And maybe, do you think perhaps, and, and write to me, I know that you're having sound issues, uh, type out to me if you think that, um, you know, that that was intentional, that the that the creators of the show maybe don't want us to like him as much as we do. Although I have to say he had me in tears almost about four times during this episode. Um, we understand so much what drives him. It's the sense of humiliation that he's he's powerless against a stronger adversary. And that's really, it's corrosive. It's corrosive. And somebody had said to me once that maybe that's really his curse, is not the power and not the, the ugliness that that brings out in him, but really the curse that he lives under is... Um, not dealing with um, the, the, the humiliation and the powerlessness and how that's led to his cowardice. And I'm going to put you on the air right now. So hang on. Is this our heart? Yes, it is. Hi. How are hey, you doing? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Do you have another name I can call you by or just our heart is good? <laughs> Chrissy. My my name's Chrissy. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy. I'm Barbara. Hi. Hi, hi. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited oh, to talk my, about it. My pleasure. I was having sound problems myself. I ended up having to call in 
on a phone rather than the Skype, and that was kind of weird. But um, yeah, hopefully that will get resolved sometime. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So what did you think of the episode tonight? Oh, my God. It was so good. Um, you know, there's what I like is that they're, they're delving a lot into each person's um, relationship with each other. You know, I yeah. mean, you know, Belle, when Belle and her father reunited, that was just adorable. But then you find out that he's, you know, the ending was just, <laughs> I mean, this, this is nothing. Um, my my other co-host, whatever, Dania and I, we talk about this all the time, but I really think that this year, you know, I mean, last year, last season, you know, it was kind of like Rumpelstiltskin versus Regina you know, good, almost sort of a medium good versus, you know, evil, evil. But I think that yes. this year it's going to be Captain Hook and and Cora. I think those two are the villains of the show and that Rumpelstiltskin and Regina are redeemable. Yes. I thought it was very interesting that tonight that Rumpel rips the heart out of his wife. That's the same thing that Regina did to Graham last season. Yes. Yes. So they're on. So, yeah. So so I think that they're on. They're both on kind of like even, in other words, as far as like deeds that they've done. Because before, you know, we were all talking. We were like, oh, Rumpelstiltskin. You know, he's just got this dark darkness in him. He's been cursed. Da da da. But then for him to do that, I think changed a little bit for us too. Our point. Yeah. 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 It gives him a harder edge. I mean, we know that he's done some cool things before. But just what's driving him in this is just, it's just really interesting how driven he is. Um, yeah. And I think he's redeemable. He doesn't want to be this way. He's not a cruel, in his core essence is not a cruel person, just like right. Regina. He's right. not a cruel person. And what's driven her is, again, it's loss and grief. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny because now, see, when, when Rumpel told Val, finally told her, I have been, since I think episode, I think it was the episode where Balefire uh, slipped into the this other world without magic. Yeah. I think in my commentary for that week, I said, um, now I know why he needs the power. Now I know why he needs to break the curse. Right. And I yeah. was like, I was right. I was like so excited because I was right. Um, yeah. I don't know like to be right but it's so true that that he told Val he said look I have to tell you this is it this is what I needed and magic comes with a price I'm stuck here right I yeah. can't leave yeah. um, but we know so he's frustrating you know for him too you know like I feel like he's just he's tried so hard I mean his whole the, the difference too is is that you know Rumpelstiltskin his whole Mr. Gold whatever what you know the mystical, whatever, his whole, everything that he has done, okay, you know, creating the love, the love potion and the, you know, the, you know, releasing that and, you know, knowing that he was going to give Regina this curse, he always figured out a way that there was something that, his whole purpose really is to get back mm -hmm. to Bellfire. I mean, that's yep. what it is. And, yes. and that is a purely, you know, unconditional love-driven thing in him. And yeah. I think and that it, and also, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely love-driven. It's complete, and, and as much as it's cost him, I mean, it's cost him his yeah. humanity oh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, so it's really, I really, really like where this is going. I love the fact that he was, again, willing to let Belle go. Yeah, out of love. I knew, I knew he was going to give her. The, when I, as soon as I saw her at the library, and saw that it yeah. was locked, I was like, okay, he's going to, he's going to, because I we we know that he owns the library, right? Right, right, so, exactly. Oh, but what a great gesture that is that he would give that to her anonymously, sort of. Yeah. And um, you know that whole final sequence was just just heartbreaking. I know. Just heartbreaking. Oh my god. It was. It was. Uh, I just, you know. And I got to say that Carlisle just, I mean, he just nailed it. Just Robert is how the many, best. <laughs> how many different, how many different sides did 
did we see in this episode? How many different emotional beats? I know, can't even name them all. I mean, and, you know, yeah, you what know, I like I mean, about him, too, is that you see it all in his face. It's all in his face. He, he does a great yes. job. Yeah. And in his eyes, you see, it's amazing to me that, you know, he's just got that natural ability, I think, to convey, yes. you know, whatever, you know, he's he's supposed to be feeling through his, his facial expressions and his eyes. You just, and you see that vulnerability. I mean, you know, the cow's been a coward, you know. I mean, he was just a man trying to get by and, and the wife, right. that was just horrifying. We were just like, I know we were, I was on the one, Once Upon a Fangirl board. We were all chatting in there and just like, oh, my God. I mean, like, can I just say that Colin has got to be, you know, I still think that, that Disney, ABC, you know, maybe Kid Sits and Horowitz, that they CGI'd him because he's so hot. Like, I just can't even stop looking at him. <laughs> he is, he, see, I, I kind of like him a little, um, Oh, you know he's he's really pretty. Colin is. <laughs> yes, uh, he's got yeah, the, uh, and, and I and I'm not usually I usually like them a little more. Um, my favorite actors tend to be a little more um, world weary looking. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Uh, yeah. Have that sort of haunted look in their eye, um, yeah. and maybe that's what that's what draws me to uh, to, to Rumple is that underlying vulnerability, which I'm not seeing in Hook, so you're safe rumple with me because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so far. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be really upset we did not see Regina again this week, really. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, what are, it seems like, you know, last season it just seems like we always got to see, you know, the whole cast every single episode, and or maybe minus one or two, but yeah, this year they've they've definitely got a plan of, of a pattern going. You know, we're gonna do, you know, one you know one episode. We're gonna focus on on you know like obviously Emma and and Snow and and that whole mess over there. And then we're gonna have to, you know, I think they're trying to kind of streamline a little bit in that sense. So, you know, they're I think it's easier to writing wise, you know, for them to kind of plus this episode this week though. I mean seriously, they had so much going on. That I yeah. think that had you know she been involved, it would have been you know I think it would have been maybe a little bit too much. So they have to yeah. kind of I think you know kind of spread you know spread it out, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and I love the fact that we saw Belle's father back. We saw Game of yes. Thrones. I knew I was going to say Game of Thrones. Game of Thorns. Thank you, Jane Espenson, for that wonderful little pun. Um, Wasn't that, that great? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know we were all like, "Is that Game of Thrones on it?" And it did, and we saw it the second time around. Like, "Oh my God, it did say Game of Thrones. That's very cool." And and it's Game of Thorns. You did the same thing I did. It's Game of Thorns because it's a flower shop. And and actually, that of course, a little bit of an inside joke because, um, as some people know, Jane wrote uh, for Game of Thrones last year. Not last year, but the season, the first season. Of yeah. Game of Thrones, she was one of the writers on the series. So, yes, a little yeah, bit of a play. Definitely, um, she's epic. <laughs> I'm amazed. Uh, I wonder, did you ever ask her, like, how did she get? How did she end up on Once Upon a Time? I just think it's so cool that she's writing. You know, she is. She is so much the the golden lady of sci-fi and fantasy TV writing. I mean, she really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, she's been on. On you know, she's. Right, written well, on Buffy so many. And, yeah, oh, well, there's yeah. Buffy and Battlestar Galactica, Angel, Angel, um, 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 um Torchwood, Torchwood. Oh Miracle yeah, Torchwood. Light. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So she's done. Yeah. So she's and Firefly and, um, gosh, I mean, she's just really so much the grand dame of sci-fi and fantasy. By the way, speaking of Jane, she's actually going to be on. Um, Let's Talk TV Live on November awesome. 5th. Cool. It's a Monday. It's the it's the day after her episode Tallahassee airs. Awesome. So she's going to be on for the full hour with me, and she'll be taking calls. And Very with her, cool. We'll, yeah, and with her will be, I don't know if you've tuned into her web series, Husbands. 
Yes. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh no, I was down at their panel down here. They came here for the for the Geek Girl Con, Girl Con uh, here in oh, Seattle. Wow. I booked down there. Yeah. No, I was able to to talk to to meet her and talk to them. It was so good. I'm like well, major team husbands. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so they're actually going to be on as well. Both awesome. Brad Bell and Sean Hemian. In fact, Sean and Brad are going to put in a quick little appearance next week as well um, to tease the, the November 5th show. So um, I just went, That's Jane cool. and Sean and Brad and I went back and forth in emails, uh, I think it was yesterday or Friday night, to uh, sort of work it all out. So, yes, so they're upcoming. And, and also, as long as I'm talking about upcoming shows, um, mid-November, we don't have a secure date yet, but Jesse Schramm, will be joining us on the air for the hour. So um, she might tease a little bit about whether Cinderella will be back on Once Upon a Time, but she'll also talk about she's in the middle of shooting season three of, uh, or they've just started, of Falling Skies, and she's also, of course, in ABC's new show, Last Resort. So she's going to be with us um, sometime in mid-November. So Very cool. And also next week, Gareth Hughes from the Once Upon a fan site, the UK, the big UK fan site will be on next week too. So there's a lot going on. So back to the episode. So I actually do think Captain Hook, the Captain Hook guy is very dashing. I have to say that. Oh, um, yeah. Very, very dashing. <laughs> um, but it's really what I love, and I've always loved this in any movie or TV, I love sword fights. Oh, and yeah, I really that, love that bit of swashbuckling. I do. I absolutely, last week I absolutely loved that, you know, David is teaching Henry how to sword fight. That was just yes. so cute. And, yes. yeah, and I mean, this yes. week, I mean, yeah. All right, you, you got to have the sword. It's funny, though, because, you know, you almost are like, okay, you know that they are fairytale characters, but they're in this realm. So it's funny that, you know, I mean, he's carrying his sword around, you know, David. He goes to see Regina last week. He's got a sword, you know. With him, and it's just funny, but it doesn't seem out of place even, you know, because of the way that it's been written, you know, it doesn't seem right. weird or anything that they're walking around with swords, you know. I mean, that's just who that's just who they are and how they, you know, they've always been. And so it's just funny to me, you know, that he decided to, <laughs> to teach him, and it was just cute. And then, yeah, I mean, of course, the sword fight tonight was epic. I mean, you know, I love that Rumpel got the upper hand. <laughs> yes, I do, I do um, And I love watching the sword fight You know, it's interesting that you talk about David, Prince Charming and his sword Because Josh, Josh Dallas received his theatrical training at um, the Royal Shakespeare Company So, you know, he knows yeah. how to handle a sword And of course really Carlisle do, yeah. yeah, and of course Carlisle trained at um, the Glasgow Royal Glasgow uh, The... Glasgow Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. Thank you. <laughs> I have to get that. Oh right. yeah. Um, so you know he's he's got uh, he, I'm sure he's got classical training as well on sword and that's always fun to watch when you have two people who really know what they're doing. But I really love that um, that during that sword fight, Ruffel had his hand very much like he was in a um, in a um, in a fencing duel, almost, but there were sabers, obviously, but with his hand tucked behind his back. Um, right. Also, very proper. I thought that was kind of cool. But I really, I really like that. I love the entire episode, and I can't wait to watch it again, which I, know I must too. do. I know. I was like, woohoo! Well, I, you know, I'm on the West Coast, so I got to see it online. So oh. now. So now I can wait, and it, it'll be on, a, you know, in an hour. And a, well, this will let me. That my hour and a half is gonna buy, go by real quick. So, <laughs> so I can, I'm doing you a service. <laughs> yep, there's there so, you go. <laughs> so yeah, my do- my daughter is actually in Seattle. So um, oh really? What part of Seattle? Uh, near the university. Oh, okay. Yeah, university. I live in Lake Forest Park. It's sort of like a little bit. Oh, maybe I don't know, ten miles north of that. So, okay. There's... Okay. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. Yes. They they live in the Ravenna area. Oh, okay. So yeah. So just... you're listening. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Small world. There you go. Small world. Small world. A lot of our writers live in in Seattle as well at Blog Critics. So, um, 
So let's get back to the episode. What was your favorite part? And what were you disappointed in? You said well, you said I have you, you, to say, let me think. I mean, as awful as it was, as far as you know, when Rumpel got the upper hand on Captain Hook and chopped his hand off. I mean, that's kind of a little bit morbid, but in some ways, I felt like he was he was. It, I felt like he was getting what he deserved in some sense. I mean, he treated him like yeah. crap, told him he was a coward. Takes, you know, his wife goes, you know, I mean, just the whole thing. So I think that part, and also, I mean, I had to love my rumble. I mean, with as much of the, you know, back and forth that they've had, whatever, I loved when he was just totally honest with her at the end there. That yeah. was just, that was just perfect. I, I just, you know, I was just like, oh, my rumble. Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like those. What was your favorite? What did you think? Oh, my gosh. There were so many um, moments that were great. I really loved the end. I really loved when when he was honest and was open with her and said, "This this is who I am. I've lost so much in my life and the thought of you losing you again was, but you know what I liked even almost as as much, if not a little bit more. And I have to mm-hmm. go back and listen to it again. When she goes into the library and he comes out and he yeah. quotes her and that quote, I have to hear it again. Cause I don't know what that's from, but um, that's a wonderful quote and I have to figure that out. But I thought that was just a, a classic, classic moment. Yeah, it was. And, you know, Uh, I mean, like, it's reminiscent of, you know, obviously Beauty and the Beast. I I don't know if everybody knows. I mean, that that is my all-time, like, favorite Disney movie was that. But, you know, it just reminded me of, you know, remember he takes her to the the library and she's just in awe over all the books, whatever. So it was sort of reminiscent of that. Yes. Yes. It was a yes. cute, you know, a cute moment, and it was, I think, needed, too. I mean, for the whole, yeah. you know, saga as it is. And anyway, yeah, it was just adorable. Yeah, and I loved a, her clothes was a, she was wearing. <laughs> her clothes were really yeah, cute, oh, too, did. the dresses and that they heels. had her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, oh, did you see the heels? Yes, I was like, oh, my God. Those were so cute. <laughs> I was like, I very t- I'm sorry, she, she's very tiny. I met her. Yeah. Um, I met her uh, at Comic-Con, and she's lovely, just lovely, lovely. Uh, and, and, in fact, the picture that's on the scroll on my front page on the radio show is a picture I took of her um, at Comic-Con sitting across oh, cool. the table from her. But she's very tiny. And um, and Carlisle isn't very tall, so yeah. he's about 5'8"-ish. And so she she's very small. And those heels um, are just like, oh, my God, how does she walk in those? But um, I'm sure she does walk a lot in tall heels, Emily Durovins, but because she is so tiny. Yeah. Um, I know. And so I like Rumble that he is shorter. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm four foot eight, so I like the sh- I'm glad that he's a little shorter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah just, I'm just under five foot four, so my husband's about <laughs> five foot nine, I think. And uh, so, you know, that's that's good. I don't I don't necessarily like the. Although I love Hugh Laurie. Sorry, I'm going to get yelled at if I don't say that. Who's very very Uh-oh. very very tall. Um, so I want to switch. Do you mind staying on for a bit? I want to talk about. Um, sure. Speaking of Robert Carlyle, talk about his movies and other TV for people who are um, new fans of his. All right, sounds good. Um, I actually did not know. So much about Robert Carlyle before Once Upon a Time, I'm almost embarrassed to say, because I am actually a huge indie movie fan. Um, we, there's a great indie movie theater um, not too far from here, and, and we love independent cinema. We watch it when we can. And I had actually, I was like so embarrassed to admit that I really mm-hmm. didn't know his work. So after I saw, I think it was the pilot, I said, wow, he's he's really good. Um, I really wonder what else he's done. And I said this to my friend. And I'm also, by the way, a real Anglophile. So British movies, I live and breathe British movies and movie stars. So not, not so much movie actors. Um, yeah. And so I said to a friend of mine who's also, she's also into um, British cinema, I said, so you watch 
you know, once upon a time, yeah. And, and she says, yeah, I saw the first episode. I said, so have you ever seen Robert Carlyle in anything before? And she said, like a full Monty, you mean? <laughs> so <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> he's in that. But the funny thing is I hadn't seen it because I thought it was a flat-out comedy. And I'm not – I like comedies. I'm not opposed to them, and I enjoy them. But it just seemed like, just from what I had heard of it, seemed like kind of a broad comedy. So I'm not such a huge fan of broad comedy. So I was like, no, 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 you have to, you have to see it. I said, okay, well, I'll see it. Um, but in the meantime, I went and, and just about got my hands on pretty much everything he's done, um, things that are almost impossible to get a hold of in this country. So I'm going to ask you, because I can talk for an hour just about everything that I've seen. Um, so what of his other work have you seen? I mean, were you a fan of his before the show, or...? No, I'm embarrassed to say that too. No, well, okay. I I thought I've only seen one other movie with him in it, and it was we were online. It was a bunch, and I can't even remember the name. It was with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, and right. yeah, the big the big naked sex scene. That yeah, I saw that. But like before that. I I never really I don't think I had really seen him in anything particularly, and uh, I mean like the minute he came on though first first the first episode he scared me, you know as far as his, the way his character was but he's just such a great actor that you know you just get sucked in you know by him and 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 what he does and how he you know takes these characters and just kind of you know puts his own spin on them and. So yeah, so I haven't seen hardly anything, so I'm really bad. So you're gonna have to, like, you're gonna have to educate okay, so, me. Okay, well that's good. So I can, I can, I can inform you because I have now. I'm very informed. Um, so, um, first of all, TV. I'm gonna talk about that first because it's a smaller list. Um, so after I saw him in uh, Once Upon a Time, I got Stargate Universe, and I'm a big sci-fi fan. Um, I have to say I was never a huge Stargate fan because the show always seemed to me a little uh, jokey and light, and I like my science fiction pretty intense and serious. So I never really got into the Stargate thing. But I, I pulled out the first episode of Stargate Universe, which he stars in as Dr. Nicholas Rush, um, the lead scientist, a genius scientist, um, very unique character. And I was hooked even before he made his first appearance on the screen. Really? Was, the show just got me. And I think over the course of a weekend, I watched every single episode. Wow. Couldn't I'm going to have to check weekend. that out. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So you can you can stream it on Netflix if you have Netflix. Yeah. Um, but it's also worthwhile. The DVDs have commentaries and all kinds of cool stuff, and they're worthwhile to have. So that's a really good one. I would I would start there, and and I would say of all of the parts I have seen Robert Carlyle do, his closest to Mr. Gold would be uh, Rush. Although they're not even close, <laughs> but that's the closest character I would say. He's a really cerebral character, um, yeah. but also a bit not not a bit. Very much Machiavellian, but all all hmm. for the greater good, all for the greater good. Um, so it's uh, it's a really good series. Um, also, have you seen um, Hamish Macbeth, which is the exact opposite of the spectrum? No, I am just okay. looking him up here too, and he's got he was on Twenty Four, I guess, in a role. He did. He did. He before the last season of Twenty Four aired, there was a movie. Yeah, the, Redemption. Yeah, Twenty Four Redemption. I'll have to really look at that because I don't remember. I I, I was in yeah. huge Twenty Four. I've seen everything, so I need to go back and look at it. But okay, so wow. if you saw that, if you saw that movie, he played um, Jack Bauer's best friend, Carl Benton, and okay. um, co-star. But I would say what you should do is get the director's cut of it because the broadcast cut, and I think that's what's on Netflix. It misses like a very long and important scene um, that involves him. So, so that would be good to watch. Um, But Hamish Macbeth, which is a BBC series from the mid '90s, 
Um, and Carlisle plays uh, a small town. He's from Glasgow, but he's set in the Highlands of Scotland. Um, Constable, who mm-hmm. is uh, is extremely laid back, and it's a very quirky, strange little town. And and it's a very, it's mostly kind of lighthearted, but there's some, especially in season two. There mm-hmm. are some very heavy, tragic even episodes. I won't tell you what they are, but you should um, definitely watch it. And there's like a very lovely little underlying love story that runs through it as well and unrequited love and all that. So those things. And then there's a series, also a BBC series, I believe it was on the BBC, called Cracker that starred Robbie Coltrane. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a... An, a, a an episode of that, I think it was either two or three part episode of it, I think it was one of the first couple seasons of that um, called um, I Want to Be a Somebody or I Want to Be Somebody and in it um, Robert plays a Liverpudlian um, soccer fanatic who is extremely troubled and it's a whole thing and I'm not going to tell you much about it to spoil it, but I, I, you should definitely. Yeah. It's very hard to find, but you you can find it. Um, yeah, then so, it so I want to go to I want to go to the movies, and uh, of course he's mostly known in films for doing um, a lot of independent cinema, um, mm-hmm. Train Spotting, which by the way, in every you know I love the movie Train Spotting. It's a great movie. It made a star of Ewan McGregor. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Ewan McGregor really has, like, the main part in it. But also um, started, really started the careers of Robert Carlyle, um, Johnny Lee Miller, who is in uh, Elementary on CBS this season. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's a great show. Um, and uh, launched the crews of, uh, and, and Shirley Henderson is in it. And, um, but it, it, in it, Robert Carlyle plays, if, if you would say that, that Rumpelstiltskin is evil, I would say that Begbie is probably the harshest, hardest character he's ever played. Except oh, wow. For Hitler, except for Hitler, because he played Hitler in a, in a, in a film. Oh, well, that um, would be... Yeah, if I was an actor, that would be so hard to be, play Hitler, like you know, somebody as evil as that, you know. Uh, and actually, he's talked about how difficult it was to play that, um, and yeah. it took him months. It took him months to get over it. Um, yeah, I'm sure. He's, he's he's pretty famous for getting so deeply into his characters yeah. that it's got to be really emotionally cost cost a lot. Um, but I would suggest that um, you get, there's a couple of films he did for Ken Loach, who's a very famous independent filmmaker, many, many awards, Khan and Edinburgh, and, and he's a very, very famous independent filmmaker from the 80s and 90s. And um, uh, Robert's first feature film um, is called Riff Raff, and it is an absolutely delightful movie with a tremendous uh, social commentary running under it. Um, there is, uh, it's a commentary on Thatcherite England. It is mm-hmm. not overtly political, but it's pretty political. Most of his films, most of, of Robert's early films are pretty political, um, at least the subtext. So this one definitely has a, a political subtext. Um, as does Carla's Song, which is another uh, Ken Loach film, the only difficulty with both of those films is I would suggest watching them on your computer with headphones just because the accents are extremely difficult sometimes to get through. Um, mm. there's in, in Riff Raff, you've got Liverpool accents and Scottish accents and, um, and all kinds of different accents that are quite difficult to hear for our American ears. So it takes a little bit of help. And the whole beginning of Carla's song is quite difficult to understand uh, through the, the Scottish uh, accent, Glasgow accent. 
and but, but it's worth it because if you get through the first 15 or 20 minutes, it, it gets much easier after that. Um, so yeah. I would get that. So really, both of those um, are, are very uh, serious films, but both have some humor in them and it's a lovely love story uh, underlying them. Um, then there are the Antonia Bird movies. I've got them sort of listed this way. <laughs> right. Um, and for her, oh, he did Cal- a movie called. I'm sorry. I I was just gonna say he's got California Solo is coming out because I re- I, I heard about that. Okay, so let's talk about California Solo. All right, we can do that. Um, I've seen it. Oh, you saw it? I've, How did you see I it? I did. I saw it last April, and in a film festival, oh, and here in it? here in Chicago, it was fabulous. It was so good, and I did a review of it, and so that's it's on my blog. But oh, um, it it is, gosh, um, Robert plays a guitar player in a band that was big in the nineties, and he he uh, and, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say that. Um, He's he's in California. He the band was on tour in the states, and he stayed here. And he stayed here because of a tragedy that he was indirectly responsible for, and it has that has to do with his brother, who is the lead singer in the band. And wow. it, it was a real tragedy, and he he is here. He doesn't want to leave the United States. He's, he works on an organic farm. He's been in the United States for years. And um, he, um, he he has this radio show that he does. He does a blog radio show, a podcast about um, called Flame Out, about mm-hmm. um, famous rock stars that were tragically killed. Um, and so he does this show, and he works at this farm, and he pretty much keeps to himself and pretty much keeps himself um, drunk. I mean, he's he's an alcoholic. Right. Um, and you understand that that's because of what he's got inside himself, what he's carrying. Right. And um, he gets pulled over for DUI and... Um, gets in and they they do an investigation and find out that years and years and years and years and years earlier he had been busted for possession of marijuana. Oh, okay. But because it was possession and now he's been arrested again, they wanted to deport him. He's going to lose his green card. And he's been a permanent resident. He never became a citizen and he always because he's, he's British, he's Scottish, yeah. and does not want to give up his British citizenship. So um, so he, he's in danger of losing his green card and being deported. So um, that's what the story revolves around. Well, and um, it looks like he... Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 ask me. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just going to say, it looks like he, the, um, the 13th annual Woodstock Film Festival... Um, they won, uh, California Solo won for Best Narrative Feature. Yes. So yes. that's I was cool. really happy to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really happy to hear about that. Um, Carlisle is amazing in it. He's in literally every single frame of the film. Now, I saw the movie at this little film festival uh, in Chicago, um, but actually, Irvine Welsh, who wrote Train Spotting, is one of the people on the board of the film festival because Irvine Welsh now lives in Chicago, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So I saw the movie, and it was in a church, like a church sanctuary, with the most horrible sound system you would ever want to see a movie. Oh on, my God! <laughs> on a really old-fashioned screen. So wow. it wasn't exactly the best conditions. So, again, the soundtrack was really kind of distorted in places, unfortunately. So I can't wait to see it again. I actually got invited. There's a press screening 
It's in mid-November in New York, and I got invited to it, and I can't go because I have someone else going that night, and I'm like, I can't believe it. So I'm like, no, no. So I'm I'm actually, there's some other screenings that I think I'll be invited to as well. Hopefully that will work out better. Yeah. But, yeah, when California Solo comes out, I think it comes out in New York and L.A. November 30th, and then I'm guessing it will open wide in December or January. I haven't heard yet. Um, and I heard a rumor, a rumor, this is a rumor, I heard a rumor that it's going to come out on video in March. That would be in, awesome. In March. <laughs> I'll be, so I'll be first in line for that. <laughs> I, think, so, I think a lot of speaking, us will be, man. Speaking of little wow. films, um, there's a couple of little films. Um one of which I was really delighted to find out is now on Netflix also called Summer. And until it came out on Netflix, it literally was not available in in the United States at all. Oh, wow. Um, but, but that's a movie he did in 2008. And he has called it um, some of his best work that he's ever done, ever. Cool. And I'm, it's true. Um, he won... He won a bunch of awards for it. The film won a bunch of awards. That's a great movie. There's another movie called I Know You Know, which is definitely not available in this country. So if you want to go and buy something from Amazon.com UK, you can buy I Know You Know, um, and, you know, you have to have something to play it on, though. Um, Yeah. So it gets a little tricky. Um, But it's also, again, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant performance. Um, wow. then, oh, he's also in the Full Monty, too, right? The Full Monty, yes. Let's talk about the Full Monty. Have you seen that? I am embarrassed to say no. I've seen the one clip where he's out on the stage, and that's it. I have not watched it. I know everybody's like, you haven't seen it yet? Like, no, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I need to watch it. You must, it. okay, so you have to see, so you're like the perfect person for me to talk to, because I, like, I've seen them all now, almost all of the TV. <laughs> Um, but the Full Monty is is very funny, and it's got a great cast. It's got uh, Tom Wilkinson is in it. Oh, oh wow! Who is who is wonderful in it? Launched his midlife career. Um, um, Mark Addy, who was um, Baratheon, King Robert Baratheon in Game of Thrones, the first season. Um, it's got gosh, it's got such a great cast. Um, and uh, Robert Carlyle plays, they're, they're all unemployed steel workers, but the underlying lying story is they, um, Robert's uh, ca- character's name is Gaz, and Gaz has this idea to raise money because he's about to lose custody of his son. He's divorced, and they're about, his wife has filed for sole custody, and, unless he makes up his, his child support payments, and he's, he's unemployed. There's no right, right. In town, and he sees, he notices that all the women in town have gone to see Chippendale to Conda perform in Sheffield, which is where they all live. And it's like, well, if those guys can do it, why can't we do it? Of course, none of them look like the Chippendales guys. Right, right. Um, so he convinces <laughs> these guys to do it, much to the embarrassment of his son. But he's doing this all. Really, the underlying lying story of it is this is what he's doing. You know, he's debasing himself by stripping to, to make enough money so he could not lose his son. And it's, a, it's like that little bit of underlying, and that's lost a lot in the hype about the movie. Um, because it's in, and it's it's often lost, and it's a really important part of the movie. It's really the emotional heart and soul of the movie. Um, so it's really, really good. You should see it. Definitely see it. It's also very funny. Yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely see it now because that sounds really. It's actually a very cool uh, premise. I think you know. It I is. Mean, and it's it cute because it's you know he's doing it for his his son. I just that's adorable. You just want to melt, you know. <laughs> I love those type of plots, you know, because it's just all for the family and for the kids and your unconditional love. I mean, that's what it is and. You right, know, and he's not a great cool. guy, you know, I mean, he's not a great guy, it's not an all-good guy, I mean, I, I right, can't imagine, right. you know, and it's, a, it's a great, great movie on so many different levels. Um, 
there's another movie he did, a movie with Jillian Anderson um, mm-hmm. back in the mid-2000s, like 2005 or 2006, called The Mighty Celt. And it is a great family movie, um, but a very serious one about the abuse of greyhound dogs. And um, in it, he plays a former IRA, both he and Jillian Anderson do mm-hmm. perfect Northern Irish accents. Wow, Jillian Anderson's perfect, in it? Yeah, Jillian Anderson is in it. Love and, Wow. Oh, yeah, me too. X-Files yeah. lover over here, so. Oh, me too. Oh, really? Oh, my God, yeah. I, I was in, and I still am in love with David Duchovny. I mean, anyway, yeah. yeah. I'm just hoping for uh, another movie, supposedly. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, you know, Frank Spotnitz, you know, Frank Spotnitz, who yep. created The X-Files with Chris Carter, has a new yep. series now on Cinemax that just debuted Friday night called um, Hunted. Oh, and wow. What's it called? Haunted? It's called, oh, my God. It's called Hunted. It's called Hunted. Hunted. Okay. Hunted. I'm going to have to check and it out. And I just did a piece. I just check, check out Blog Critics because I just did a piece on it. I've, I've got the entire series. Oh, Okay. Um, it's ten episodes. It's just premiered. I, they sent me screeners, so I get to watch it in advance awesome. and uh, write about it. So that'll be fun. And I'm I'm told, I was told that I will be getting <laughs> um, hopefully over the next few weeks some exclusive clips that they're not giving to anyone else. So awesome. Um, so that's kind of <laughs> Very fun. Cool. Uh, but that's Frank Spotnitz's new project. So it should yeah. be pretty cool. But I actually uh, confess that I've written, written a little fan fiction. I haven't written any for a long time, but um, I wrote some fan fiction for um, The X-Files, and that's where I actually started reviewing things. I started doing um, episode reviews um, on the old X-Files uh, list serves and yeah. uh, would do that. So, But, yes, I'm a big X-Files fan. So, so Jillian Anderson is in this, and she plays the mother of this, this boy, who um, who races, who, who loves greyhound dogs, and he works for this really mean, cruel uh, racing. He owns greyhounds. Um, and he runs into a big conflict with uh, this former IRA. This happens right after the treaty was signed between England and Northern Ireland, and um, when a lot of people who had been on the run, who had been fugitives, came back. And some of the hardcore IRA were didn't never accepted it. And uh, Robert Carlyle plays a, a man named O, who was a fugitive and had come back. And uh, we find out that he is in fact Donald's father. Um, when he and Jillian Anderson's character had been together before he'd been injured and gone on the run, so mm-hmm. he comes back, and it's this really lovely, lovely story. Um, but again, it, it really called your attention to animal cruelty, so that was quite quite good. Yeah. Um, oh my. So, uh, oh, and for pure fun, for pure fun, um, Johnny Lee Miller, and again from from Elementary, and Robert Carlyle together in a very, I would say it's kind of a let's see, cowboy movie meets 18th century historical meets. Highwaymen, weird comedy. <laughs> it's called Plunkett and McLean. That's how okay. I describe it. It's got the most bizarre soundtrack you've ever seen. Um, and um, 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 uh, uh, and now her name is escaping me because I'm having like a brain freeze. Um, <laughs> Taylor, not Lily Taylor. Is it Lily Taylor? From Lord of the Rings. Um, oh my what? gosh! Who who starred in Lord uh, of the Rings? Who was who was um, Arwen Evenstar in Lord of the Rings? Oh Taylor. oh oh! Uh, you mean uh, um, the the girl? You mean Arwen? Tyler. Tyler. Yes. I'm gonna Tyler. Okay, I'm I'm completely blanking. Last last name is Tyler. Oh 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 oh! Tyler. You mean Liv Liv Tyler? Liv, you mean Liv Tyler. Tyler. Thank you. Yeah. Liv Tyler. I'm like Thank you. okay. Yeah. I pictured her. In a, okay, no, it's Liv. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. I keep confusing her name with Lily Taylor, who was in the X Files. Oh, okay. You brought up the X Files. 
because um, she was in an episode of that. Anyway, Liv Tyler, and um, it's got just this great cast. And uh, Carlisle and um, Johnny Lee Miller play these gentlemen highwaymen. And it's got a great heart. It's very funny. And Alan Cumming is in it. Oh, and okay. it's just, it's a really strange movie. Uh, so that was really good. And then um, one other movie, and then I'm going to begin to wrap this thing up. I really appreciate you staying on the line. Oh, sure. It's fun. Fun to chat. It's easier to chat than to talk to myself. Um, <laughs> especially when the guests in the chat room aren't really talking. Hi, guests. 18. I know, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, ah! You know, it's funny because I I actually, it's like, okay, nobody's listening to this, nobody's listening to this. But actually, there are more people listening to it than are in the chat room, I learned. And then when I'm looking at my statistics, because I've only been on, this is my third show, so I've been on two weeks, and I'm getting about 150 listens a day. So Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's fun because you see, you know, like what the... You know, and it's fun because people, they find you and they, you know, I just think it the whole thing has been a very cool experience. I mean, you know, yeah, because our heart's only been around for a year. So, you yeah, know. So we, when are you, when are you guys on? So when are you guys oh, on? Oh, we're on every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. And, yeah, I mean, we basically support daytime, primetime, and the online scripted serials. So, Okay. If, if it's a show that I like or something that, you know, then I bring it to everybody. That's basically. And, we you know, we're huge General Hospital supporters. Um, you know, I'm a Days of Our Lives fan from, you know, they're the ones, the reasons that I started watching, you know, back in the mid-'80s with Bo and Hope. And then so we, 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 we're just kind of heavily involved in, you know, supporting the soap genre and, uh, you know, whichever way it's going. And, Scripted serials, you know, obviously, once upon a time, you know, Danny and I are obsessed with it, so, <laughs> so of course, so, uh, so yeah, but uh, it's fun, it's a fun thing, you know, and it's fun to put the shows together, and, you know, hopefully oh, yeah. people like it. Oh, yeah, it definitely, yeah, I'm really having a good time with it, and I'm, I've am i been really lucky, because I am having some great guests, and, yeah. and people like you, and, and I had uh, Jerome Wessel TV, who writes for Blog Critics. A couple weeks That's ago, cool. my friend Jerry Weaver, who also writes for Blog Critics, um, awesome. I'm the boss, right? I'm the co-executive editor of Blog Critics magazine, so it's like, it's like oh, come on, get on the show with me. Uh, even though yeah. Blog is a Blog Critics show. So, um, so I want to bring this back to Rumbell um, to kind of wrap things up because oh. I really, this is what I'm going to love about the next few weeks or the next maybe the whole next season, as as Belle and Mr. Gold, uh, that story goes forward, I'm seeing, this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, like, a really sweet courtship. I really I, hope you're right. Because, you know, I I'm love, worried. you know, she says, do you, you know, she says, do you want to, if you ever had a hamburger? And that yeah. whole sort of, you know, I'm willing to let you go, and she's like, okay, I'm not so willing to let this go, but, but now she's living in her own place and he's got his own thing. And he is such a, one of the things I love about Mr. Gold, and, and Russell Silkskin too in his saner moments, is that the, both characters can be so courtly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a courtliness to them. Yes. And that's really cool. I really love that. Mm-hmm. But you know what that also um, makes me ask a question is to what really happened in the Ogre Wars? What yes. was it? You know, he was See? apparently important enough so that when that knight saw him, he knew who he was, number one, and that his leaving turned the tide of the war. Right. So what was it that happened? What was he involved with? And what did he see or what did he do that made him decide that it was more important for him to leave and to not be a part of it? And also that he couldn't, it was so, whatever it was, he couldn't tell anybody and would, would just took upon himself to be this town coward. So what is it, what is it that happened? So that's, that's what I'd like to see on that side. 
Um, but with the run ballot, I, I see the courtly, the court, the courtliness he has, and um, I foretell a courtship. Yeah. So that's something I I'm going to ask so. Jane about. <laughs> I, I hope it'll be sweet, and, and, you know, and I think they'll get to know each other a lot better. So I think it's going to be, you know, I'm worried because I I do think that, that our little haughty, uh, haughty uh, Captain Hook is going to be at some point trying to do something with, with uh, Belle. I mean, you know, I mean, Rumpel yeah. kills his wife. So, but I think it's going to be cute. I hope they do it so that it's just a sweet, you know, kind of unfolding yeah. romance. It would be so cute. Yeah, I think they'll be that, but I think they'll be big obstacles in their way. Yeah. So we are out of we are out of time. So tune in wow. to Our Heart Radio on Wednesday night. And I hope you come yes. back on the show with me sometime. Oh sure. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, for me too. All right. Well yeah. thanks everybody for tuning in and if you're listening not live or you're live, but you're listening to it the show not live. Um, and I hope you enjoy and let everybody know. So till next week, and it'll be on Monday nights from now on, Monday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, where I live, and uh, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>